0: I'm very pleased today to be joined by Tal Orley, who is the founder of Cogress. Tal, thank you very much for surviving a stop and search by TFL to arrive (laughs) in my Hackney studio. Uh,
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, The experience wasn't that bad, so it's fine.
0: (laughs) That's good. So please tell me a bit about what Cogress is and what you do there and uh, maybe a little about your vision for the company as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I prepared myself to this conversation and, um, it's so, um, wide the, the, the answer that they can go to. So I need to pick up the, the, to try to make, to make it uh, shorter. So if I go a bit about my background, that will help to understand everything about Congress and where we are coming from and why we started that. So I first came to uh, the UK, um, at the beginning of the '90s, uh, mainly to study law here in London.
0: And where was that from?
1: Uh, I came from Israel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I moved at '89, just before Christmas, and at '90, by the end of '90, I started to study law in uh, East London University. And. The time was, I don't know if you remember, but uh, it was a a big recession. It was the end of uh, Thatcher uh, times, and the market completely um, uh, collapsed. Uh, We Obviously, we had a little budget, and we always uh, struggled to find a place to live. And with the time, I realized that it's much easier to buy something instead of actually renting a flat. So I bought the first flat using, I don't know, I think it was about £3,000, down payment, rest is mortgage, and I bought something for myself <clears throat> the first time, obviously. And uh, I was so excited about it. And a year after, I realised that the value of this property suddenly jumped by almost 100%. Or yeah, less it would than have that, made but,
0: more than you that year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I said, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll sell it and buy something bigger. And it was... Just you know, opportunity. Nothing with a really uh, with a vision behind. It was I'm studying. I'm trying to do some money. So let's do it. So one led to another, and slowly, slowly, I realized the opportunity, and I decided to go to something bigger and bigger and bigger. And here, eventually, I became a developer, property developer. So it's the right timing, the right market, and I was aware to opportunity. So <clears throat> the bigger I became, and I'm sure uh, you know that. Um, the amount of equity which was required uh, become bigger and bigger as well. And doesn't matter how big you are, th- always there is a limit of availability of uh, money.
0: That's right. And the you- issue is about keeping a pipeline of developments yes. and with a finite amount of money,
1: right? <laughs> yes. So like most of the developers that I know, um, you're looking for a financial uh, partner. And it, be- <clears throat> it started to take, it's becoming a massive part of my life to look for the opportunity, to execute the opportunity, but also to raise money again and again. And in financial investors are... Uh, 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 moody in a way. There is, it's a part of what they are doing and they can be available, they can disappear, they g- g- they are going to holiday, they've got weddings and the money not always uh, was there. So sometimes you spend six months to find the opportunity, you need to close within a month or two and you don't have the um, assurance and uh, confidence that the money will be available. And <clears throat> that together with the crisis in 2008 and 9, where the banks changed completely the, the way that they are uh, lending money. Now, again, I'm sure that you remember that before you had to uh, bring your 30% so-called for purchase and then slowly, slowly, the remaining balance for the construction. After 2008, everything changed. You need to come with your money first, straight at the beginning, regardless of the two stages. And obviously, the gearing levying was much lower meaning more equity more liquidity you need liquidity and so that was the main problem a part of that uh, you know a lender changed the uh, criteria and instead of non recourse loan suddenly it's recourse loan and you know uh, your exposure uh, becoming higher and higher yeah. so more money more exposure more uh, risk and financial pra- partner become even more crucial they do. yeah taking what happened in 2008 on the investor side um um we learned that most of people lost faith in the financial system. So instead of giving to a smart person to handle the money on behalf of uh, the individual, people started to um, trigger the idea, to challenge the idea why a a banker is smarter than me, why he supposedly knows better than me, which in fact, you know, most people, most professional, most senior people miss uh, the crisis again and again and again. So in in truth, I don't know if there is many people that know better than the no, individual. No,
0: isn't it every year the cat wins in the times? Isn't yes. it the stock picking? The cat wins. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> they beat the fund managers, and that's the truth. We just don't know. all it, yep. it, it, A perfect storm is created and, and markets react, and we just don't know when they're going yep. to happen.
1: So I, I realise that people want to take more ownership, more responsibility. They want to choose and pick the investment. They don't want to invest in a black box. So, Fund for ten years that potentially will show something, and uh, here is Cogus and real answer to real need. Uh, there is developer that's looking for um, liquidity, and there is investor that looking to invest to do something with the money and also to to participate in arena that was close to them before because of the high level of you know requirement in terms of the amount of money need to uh, be invested and the ability to group investor into Nice pot of money to create suddenly two, three, five, ten million, and to invest with developer uh, created Cogus.
0: Okay, and that's how it's all started. And they, these are challenges that I find as a developer myself. Is that yeah, as you say, the RBS we they did have a gearing ratio of sixty five percent. It came down to fifty five percent in a month, and you had to meet that difference. And I think the other thing that people miss is. Not only do you need the cash for the deposit, you also have to forward fund the first stage of the construction yes. while you're waiting for monitoring survey reports. And, and this all requires so much cash that people don't, don't realise and hence why uh, you struck onto a, a great business model. So tell us about how uh, Cogress came about. So you met some people doing this in Israel, is that correct? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So the initial idea uh, was uh, established in Israel in two thousand. At the end of two thousand and nine, um, they established a company that uh, doing exactly the same, um, offering uh, equity to a developer and raising the money from investor. Uh, the great things about the idea was that. Uh, the company in Israel and we are Cogas here in the UK, we are underwriting the commitment. So whenever the developer coming to us and we will approve everything, he knows that we are uh, committing ourselves to come with the money regardless of the investor. So we break the, uh, the, the, the or we took off the risk of not coming with the money. So we gave the developer the confidence that he can change. he can exchange using his 10% deposit and we will come for the completion. So it started back to the uh, beginning. so it started in Israel. Uh, actually I didn't hear about them for a while. and then and they operated mainly in the state and Canada. And one day through a friend, I was um, <clears throat> introduced to them they knew nothing about London. I learned about the opportunity. I offered them to do um, a deal with me in Gold's Green, uh, HMO uh, development, which uh, they said in principle, yes, but we want to understand more about yourself, more about the market, your tracker, etc. They came uh, with me to London for three days. We went around through my uh, uh, pro- uh, previous project. Uh, they made the professional I'm working. They saw the offices, the employees, um, Spoke with solicitor to understand more the legal uh, frame, and eventually they decided to invest with me. Uh, we've done the development. Uh, the development went. Very well. That's um, good for a first yeah. development. <laughs> first development, first success. It's always, it's always relief, good isn't it? With yeah. <laughs> the first time. So after. the assumption was that it would take me everything, A to Z, to to buy, to, to develop, and to exit within 24 months. I've done it within 19 months, uh, within the you know, uh, and I um, provided the return that I said that I will do at the beginning. And if everybody was happy, happy. Straight after that, we've done three more development. And I must say that uh, this is the moment when I realized that the model must come to, or I want to adopt the model, model to bring that to the UK. The reason is, once you pass uh, the first experience with now Congress, and you understand exactly what Congress uh, requirements are, from that moment onward, you as a developer can walk and look and research for a development and have the... the Um, assurance and the confidence that the money will be available to you. Why? Because you are ticking all the boxes. You know exactly what we want. And if there is something that you need two, three or four million, we will do it within, you know, uh, once you tick all the boxes in terms of due diligence. And this is a huge change. And suddenly I didn't need to spend time running around between a private individual I knew exactly what I'm looking for. I was very much focused and in, in, in almost no time I managed to buy three other projects that without the sister companies and I wouldn't be able to do it uh, here in the UK. Um, so everything happened really in a very short time, within six months, that from the first project to the fourth one. The exit happened afterward. And I came back to them and said, listen, guys, now I understand the way that you operate, etc. My offer will be let's open something similar in the UK. Um, And then we, it was, again, three, four uh, months afterward that we opened the office at Congress in the UK. So Congress in the UK was based on my uh, knowledge. I knew the development life in and out. Um, I knew the legal system. I introduced all the relevant people for this new venture, and we started to look for uh, you know the first opportunity uh, There is two new areas that uh we had to learn, and obviously this is the biggest difference from uh, doing that in Israel to here uh, one is the uh, regulation side FCA Is that the
0: FCA so yeah. are you FCA regulated yeah, We
1: are fully FCA regulated okay. we have the highest uh, permission sure. to manage money to operate funds uh, clients money to operate funds and to do financial promotion. Mm-hmm. So from day one we decided that we are going by the book we want
0: that's right go all the way yeah
1: yeah, yeah full FCA uh, authorization. So that was the first one. Yes. So to go to understand how how to do it and what are the requirements and limitation, etc. The second thing, which is was even bigger, is to to enter into the market the investor side. So yes, there is a model in Israel, but it's different. It's different culture, it's different um, way of operating. Uh, it's different crowd that we can approach here. Because of the regulation in Israel, you can almost approach mums and pups, the mm-hmm. very low retail um, investor. Here we are limited to a sophisticated uh, investor. So it was that uh, aspect that we had to learn to do it slowly, slowly, to adopt the different language, the different approach, uh, to do it um, Carefully, and to build the trust, you know investor eventually is all about trust I mean it you is, can absolutely. you can present whatever business plan you want, but it's either he trusts you or not, and it's building the trust that takes time, and you know that you need to do it in a different way from Israel. Here, everything is much more calm and slow. And in Israel, you've got a partner, an Israeli partner. Yes, so RB you know, Dody, what, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, I know how if, he <laughs> operates. There's passion there. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we had to balance between the two uh, cultures, but yes. I, I think that we've done that amazingly, and here we are after uh, almost five years.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, do you cl- do you class yourself as a crowdfunding uh, platform or a crowdfunder at all, or that's not really how you
1: classify yourself? Uh, listen. By definition, we are approaching the crowd, but mm-hmm. we are completely not crowdfunding platform. The reason is, one, uh, we are doing everything A to Z. It's not that we are uh, <clears throat> putting in touch two uh, sides, the investor, the developer who want to lend uh, to borrow market uh, money. Sorry, We are basically... Even before approaching the developer, looking and sourcing for the opportunity, doing a very, very thorough and rigorous uh, due diligence process, we need to, um, you know, the developer need to pass our requirement, which is very high uh, requirement in in terms of track records, reliability, financial abilities, etc., etc., And then the development. Once we're happy with the development and the developer, we will sign JVA. Now the JVA is a future JVA between the uh, future investor, the people that we will eventually join and invest in this project and the developer. We are the general partner in the middle managing everything. So, we will sign the JVA, give him the commitment, he will exchange and only after uh, the moment that the exchange contract, we will raise the money for investors. So, we're taking huge risk, which... Yeah, have funding... underwritten all of yeah, that
0: yeah. and then, yes, and then yeah. you go out and find the investors to replace your yes. underwritten capital. Yes, okay. and
1: this is uh, always happening like that. So, within yeah. the time frame, 45 days, 60 days, 30, depends how long we need, we will raise the money and actually come to uh, for the completion. Sure. Uh, and then we are doing the monitoring. So we are, you know, we've got um, a <clears throat> dedicated uh, team that uh, doing moni- monitoring. of. We are covering all the financials. So we have see-through to the bank accounts. We see every transaction. We are coming to site meetings. We are sitting with the professionals. We are part of any um, um, uh, nomination between uh, professional and the SPV. So, if something will happen to the developer, we will be able to step in and to continue because we it's are part important. of this agreement. Yeah. Uh, up to the end. So, the It's it's we are raising money from the crowd, but in completely different way.
0: I get that. I can see how different it is, and I'm. I take it then, given the monitoring that you do, you do staged payments of the construction rather than just pay. So if 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 I needed two million to construct um, a a property, you don't give the two million right at the front. It's all staged payments. No,
1: no. Unfortunately, it's the opposite. So we, uh, in terms of the bank, we are the equity, the developer equity. So as you know, the money comes day one. So in terms of payment, we we are not controlling the f- further payment, but we are in most cases uh, ask the QS report, the bank QS report to be readdressed to us, so we see it. Uh, we as i said we are very much involved in the financial of the project and we have the right to step in and to take control if there is a deviation from the original business plan
0: sure so you work alongside the banks for the debt piece yes. and you provide the equity okay that makes sense and so how does the how's the pie normally divided if an investor comes to you with a 5 million pound project what's what level of equity do you put in and uh, what level of equity do you require from your developers
1: so, the minimum that we required from a developer was 10% from the total equity required. So, you know, there is two pieces, the debt and the equity. So, Yeah, so on if, 5 million, they need
0: yeah, uh, yeah, 500, a million. so you would require them to put in the 10%. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, this is the minimum. Now, it's a case by case. If we feel that uh, we want more commitment from the developer or for whatever reason, we have... As, Uh, reason why to ask for him to bring uh, more it may go to 15 and 20%. On the other side, some of the developers from the beginning want to invest more because they want to have a, a bigger share at the end, So, which we, wel- we will welcome all the time. It shows the commitment of the developer to the development and you know his skin in the game. But 10% is the minimum. We will bring the remaining balance of the equity and the bank will bring the debt. And
0: what, so usually you bring in about 40% or 30%?
1: Um, I would say that these days, most uh, finance is about anything between 60 to 65. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about the remaining 35% of the equity.
0: Sure, you bring in. Okay. And uh, what sort of fees do you charge developers? How how does that work out, the profits? So
1: in terms of developer, we are charging arrangement fee, which is 1%. this is part of the development cost. It's open, it's within the business plan, and uh, we uh, he can pay it off his pocket. We can raise that as part of the project uh, expenses and uh, deduct that uh, for ourselves, but it is uh, 1%. Sure.
0: And then how do you split the profit at the end between the 10% and, the, say, the 35%? Yeah,
1: so to be very clear, we are the general partner of the uh, investor vehicle we are representing the investors and there is a initial cut between the developer and the investor which can be 50 50 40 60 it's very much depends on the number the way that we are looking at that there is a minimum return that we are um, looking to achieve to the investor and this eventually will determine the the split mm-hmm. so how um, you know um how much what is the margin and how much we can allow himself to give to the developer but I would say it's a, we don't want to take too much I mean we want to uh, the developer to have uh, um real uh incentive yeah, in exactly. terms of to to look for a nice portion of the profit um it it's important to us uh to make sure the developer is making money out of it otherwise, what will uh, incentivize him to do his uh, best. So it's 50-50, 40-60, and anything in between. We are giving uh, the developer more on the upside. So there is a business plan, and let's assume that we are going to do better. So from anything above the expected return, he will get 70% of it or 75% of it, which, again, Giving him the assurance uh, or the, the incentive to do better. On the other hand, there is um, a minimum return that we're looking uh, to achieve to our investor, and the hurdle is about 10% normally. Sure.
0: Okay. So that the first 10% has to go over to the investors.
1: And yeah, then after they, the equity. So the equity pro rota, the and then 10% and he's doing catching up. Sure.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I think what we should do is we'll get a picture from you and put that up on the website um, to show this because I think it'd be really nice for people to see how it's mapped out I'm sure you've got some information like that. Of course. So what is your ideal developer?
1: You know, based on my uh, experience and I've seen um, almost everything, seriously. I'm sure uh, you have. (laughs) uh, The key... uh, the key uh, element or the, the the most important part within development is the developer. Uh, I saw um, okay development uh, finishing in a very nice way and I saw a very good development or opportunities that are going bad because of the developer. So this is one. The second thing that we need to recognize that uh, to be a developer, and there is a lot of developers and almost everybody that is associated somehow to the business believe eventually that he can be developer. The estate agent, the contractor, uh, the banker, etc., etc. Uh, being developer required you um, quite a lot of skills. So if you look at the development, you need to understand the legal, the legality around that. You need to understand the finance of that because, and and these days more than ever, because finance is a big uh, <clears throat> factor and very uh, 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 expensive uh, within the development. You need to understand construction. You need to understand marketing. You need to be able to design together with your team to to make sure that whatever you build is suited to the your end client uh, uh, target clients. So it's it's someone that need to be. Uh, with quite a lot of uh, knowledge you need to be balanced to to know all of that and at least if he is not uh, possess, possessing everything he need to have a strong team around him so a, a construction director that you know have done that again and again and again or mar- a sales and marketing guy that you know how to do it you know in a, in a in a market definitely this market that is so hot these days that it's so complicated you know there is, there is some sales, but you need to be really spotless. You need to be best, different. You need to be something different for people to come and to buy because they've got uh, massive so choices. Many options. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. An analogy that I was given by one of my business partners actually is that Being a property developer is kind of like being a conductor. You don't know how in an orchestra, you don't know how to play all those instruments, but you know how to get the best out of them and you know the best people for each of those instruments. And that's how I think of being a property developer myself is that I'm hopeless at painting. I'm hopeless at digging holes and groundwork. Um, My design is okay. My finance knowledge is pretty good. But I know the best people and I can put them all together and make that orchestra play beautifully. And that's how I think of being a property developer. And so your point, your last point was on the, uh, the the market right now, how difficult it is and how it's more important than ever that people don't differentiate themselves and their product. How are you finding this market right now? Are you finding that it's it is challenging to find the right development? So f- from my perspective, I haven't bought anything since May 2017. And the reason is there's too many developers, I think, in the market who are willing to take a lower margin. And I feel that's destabilizing the market and I'm not prepared to go there. So is this something that you're finding as well?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's harder to find the, the right development. Um, taking our position, uh, we um, examining or receiving hundreds of opportunities from different developers. Um in a way, our position is is unique. It's like a bank. I mean, we are not running around. Developer coming to us. So you could assume that if there is 100, 200, 300 developers that we are working with, um, they, we've got 300 runners that are actually looking for the opportunity, spending sometimes a year before they are finding something and they're coming with something that they believe that is right. And out of those uh, that already went through some level of due diligence by the developer, we then do our due diligence and take our view. And I must say that the average is one in 30, 40 that we are actually taking eventually. Uh, So this is one, it's much harder. Um, I, I mean, definitely, I can see the difference between 2015, beginning of 16, and now. It's a completely different market. That
0: was a license to print money back then, wasn't it? And yeah. anyone who got back yeah. in back yeah. then, like me, I got back, I got in in 2012. You could, you were making more money on rundown properties mm-hmm. than you were on refurbished ones because everyone was riding this wave. It takes a lot more skill now,
1: doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> now now it's a, it's a market for pro- professionals. You know, the market before is the market where everybody become developer. Uh, 2016, 17, 18 are kind of, we are clearing the market. Only the professional will survive. Uh, and the people that, and developer that much more uh, stable financially. Um, these are the people that will survive and pass that. And so this is the kind of the developer that we are looking this is first thing. The second thing that we've done, we moved out from uh, central London, and uh, I would say from the majority of London, where the cap- capital value is uh, high. So we are trying to be below the million pound as a, a, pr- a unit price. And what we are trying even more is to uh, to have most of the unit or all the unit to be uh, <clears throat> within. Um, the hell to, buy, to buy. Sure, so under six hundred. Yeah.
0: 600. yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um, as you know, today the the oh, number one. Um, uh, Driver in the market is the the scheme help to buy most of units that are are going and selling these days is uh, those that yeah in Hackney it's the only thing so out in Fish Island and places like these
0: they're the only things that are selling now is help to buy
1: yeah so this is what we're looking that's why we push ourselves out of London Uh, we are doing in the towns around London we went to Bristol we are looking to do something in Birmingham and the focus again and again is about multi it's a flatted scheme so to have we are not doing any single house uh, anymore. We are uh, not taking planning risk because it's time. Time is money, and we are. I mean, these days you don't want to take the risk. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is flatted and low uh, capital. We are preparing ourselves to situation where the sales will be um, slow or, in some cases, hold up and impossible for a period of time. So we are also looking at the market, uh, the rental uh, market as a backup. So, you know, you, you're completing something, you cannot sell it. interest start to eat from your profit and kill the margin. And what we are uh, want to do, and we are taking quick decision to assess, and if it's 100 units PD in somewhere, we may uh, let f- the first 50 straight away just to balance the interest cost and then to sell the rest slowly, slowly.
0: Exactly. And so it's about adapting to this current market yes. climate. And you've got over 30 years experience of development yourself. And I know when I talk to Avi, he often says that the best investments he ever made were the ones coming out of the 2008 uh, World Financial Crisis. So yeah. do you think that too? Do you think this is a perhaps an opportunity for, for the good developers, the professional developers to start investing? Uh,
1: yeah, Yes, but <clears throat> you need to be 100%. I mean, there is a lot of... The market w- uh, going through correction, uh, no doubt about it. However, still there is um, vendors that, you know, um, holding property and insisting to uh, on the price. The problem is too many developers and competition, which eventually still uh, pushing the price up. The the, the project that i said that we are assessing and deciding not to do is all about the purchase price purchase price will eventually i think will determine whether or not you are going to make money because you need to buy right and it's easy on excel to to play any uh, the number the way that you you want and easy to believe to the number and, and 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 to buy something so we are not taking any hope value we in some cases allowing even further reduction in prices we are giving much more time to um, uh, sales period. And um, that's why we are very picky on the sales, um, uh, the purchase price. But there is opportunities. Definitely there is opportunities. And if you, uh, you need to find the, the, the vendor that want to sell, must sell and buy it uh, with a discount.
0: Exactly, and PD yeah, is a great example. But again, the margins are being really squeezed on those. I'm finding we've just done yeah a few hundred PD flats recently, and uh, yeah, there's some silly money being thrown at them. with With regards to margin, what's the minimum sort of margin that you're looking for a profit margin when you're assessing your developments?
1: I would love to say twenty percent. Um, we uh, we are trying to be around the 20% There is, again it's it's a lot of it's not just this number it's all the other elements around it so the developer the location the the demand so in in some cases we may do 18 or 70s but 17 percent I would say it's the lowest that we're doing and then 20 21 22
0: okay that's Quite frighteningly low. I just think of if market movements move, then there's there's profit out, and uh, yeah, it's quite scary. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. I
0: couldn't sleep with that.
1: No, it is. But I can tell you that since we, I mean, we reacted to the uh, to the vote or the you know the uh, result of the referendum the day after. Mm-hmm. Seriously, we had three projects that we had to do. Uh, and on Friday, I stopped them said, okay, we took the commitment, but we will go and renegotiate with the developer and we convert them. We said, okay, one, we are bringing less money and second, instead of equity, we'll do it debt. So it's become mez- mez. That's right.
0: So you've adapted to the yes. situation. And I now. was
1: ready to reduce the cost of money, and but I, want the pri- I wanted the priority and I wanted to make sure that uh, uh, we are not going to be affected by the time, which will kill eventually the IRR. And they accepted that and we've done them and uh, one of them, already we've been exited a few months ago and there is another one that we are about to exit now and it's proved to be right. The second thing that we, we've done, We started as equity provider. Now we are offering the two sides. We are doing quite a lot of debt and equity. So we are completely legitimate mass provider. Um, We are different from the rest because our investors sometimes ready ready to take equity uh, risk. So therefore, we are not uh, investing ninety three percent of sorry. 38% 38% of the equity required, but we are giving MES in a higher level than normal MES lender. In some cases, in some some other cases, we are, you know, limiting ourselves to the traditional up to 75% loan to value on, on a mez. Uh So, more and more MES, more and more debt. We want to create a better diversity to our investor to, to do MES, to do equity, different return, but one is safer, the other one is more risky. Um, and um, you know we are in terms of monitoring. So we started as p- passive partner, and we are very, very much involved these days because we need to help the developer. What we realize that we are huge help to the developer. I yeah, mean, your
0: wealth of experience alone, and I'm sure you've got many other professionals. Yeah, in so the it's team.
1: it's me, but the team around yeah. me. There is a, a very good team, and we are. Giving the full support to the developer. I mean, this is something that the developer uh, now realized, you know, at the beginning, everybody thought, okay, yes, you know, you say that, you know, but uh, we don't need your help. We are the best and, you know. <laughs> it's not always like that. No, and we are there. We are there negotiating with lenders. We are there on the sales, on construction. In some cases, we are not pushing off the developer, but to say, okay, leave it to me. I'll deal with the contractor, etc., etc. et cetera. So um, we managing a huge portfolio, a billion pound uh, worth uh, of assets. Um, we need to be, you know, there is a lot of, uh, there's uh, about 170 million pounds of investors' money and we need to make sure that we are doing the utmost and the best to protect the money, and we are doing it.
0: Absolutely, and that's, yeah, over a billion pounds of assets. That's incredible, and that's just in and around London yes. at the moment. That's incredible. That's It's truly a success story, and that leads me to my final question to this morning, and that is you're 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 clearly successful, and you've been doing this a, a long time. How do you define success, and what what is success to you personally?
1: okay there is um, I would say two things Uh, the first thing and it may sound cliche but we've got in the UK plus the the investor in Israel but the UK alone we've got at the moment 7200 registered investor with us so me delivering back to them it's a huge success I mean I gained the trust Uh, my ability uh, to protect the money and, and paying back, this is the ultimate success. Uh, I mentioned the first deal with uh, with Hakshama, the Israeli company, which eventually we've done amazingly. And, you know, the first success is almost everything. And, you know, I, I feel very much liable to this investor i appreciate the investment regardless the amount of money it's very between 20000 pound as a minimum to people that invested uh, 1.5 million with us so very much appreciate the risk they took and the trust and we are paying back for it in you know so that will be my uh, ultimate success on personal level um, I I know that we um, succeeded at the team. Now I'm really impressed with everything that we have done. I mean, it's in a way more than I could even dream about. Uh, but and and I'm happy. But I'm, I want to take it to the next level. And the next level will be uh, we'll take that and we'll make it even bigger. So we want to scale the business. We want to. Uh, be much more uh, supportive to our developer. Uh, We are creating new tools that the developer will be able to use in order to analyze, to run different scenarios, to mitigate risk or uh, everything will be available to him online. He, he will be able to do it. We will be able to see it and to comment. The communication will be easier. So we would support the developer to be better, which eventually will help us to succeed more. Uh, so this is one angle. And the second angle is to, to increase the number of people that are um, investing with us. Eventually, I think that um, uh, we are... Everything, um, we are part of the change, changing the market, the people taking more and more control, deciding how to invest, where to invest. And I want to, to give them as much as I can opportunity and to together to enjoy from that.
0: Great. Luke, thank you so much for your time today. Your passion for this is is clear and we'll put up all the details to your website and more information about you online so people can find you and learn more about what Cogress does and how they support developers and give returns to investors. So thank you very much for your time, Tal.
1: Great. Thank you for having me and it was a pleasure.